time for a new episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Allen Iverson is always going to be my all-time point guard. The real AI? Practice. We're talking about practice, not the game. His contributions to professional baseball cannot be denied. Uh, you sure about that? Then why is he not in Cooperstown? Come on, puss. Nope, Hattie old girl, he takes a backseat to Joe Montana. Two years now we've been doing this bullshit. Yeah, I can't believe podcast hasn't thrown us off the air. Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne? <sighs> Reggie Wayne. <laughs> Hot take. Taylor vs. Serrano, 2022 Fight of the Year, baby. Two women sold out Madison Square Garden. Incredible. You're the biggest homer ever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. You leave my Dodgers, Steelers, and my Penguins out of this. We did a lot of hockey talk last year. I enjoyed that. Well, it's a great sport. Kill a guy with skates. What's better? It's true. All right. One-on-one, full contact, both in their prime, LeBron versus Jordan. Come on, Hattie, old girl. You really think that deserves an answer? Okay. Fine. We'll take it. Coming soon on Steel Toes and Scoreboards, a top 25 QB episode. Beto. Nope. Not after that point guard cluster episode. <laughs> oh, man. Tyson Fury versus Mike Tyson in their prime. I'm pretty sure somebody named Tyson would win. <laughs> <laughs> this Live Golf versus PGA Tour feud has been an incredible news story this year. It's a pissing contest, but it has been funny. That Waco episode did killer numbers on our downloads. See, good thing we cover more than just sports. Have I worked a pro wrestling reference in yet tonight? And here we go, folks. Once again, he gets going. Well, you know. <laughs> I like wrestling. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Peyton, Brady, Breeze, and soon-to-be Rogers all retired. Who's the next crop to stand up and take their place? We've got to start talking more to college hoops. Oh, I'm waiting on you to pull the trigger. Commissioner Kirk Kelly in the house, everybody. I'm here to save the MLB. Anything to say to your fans? Peace, love, and Ozzy Osbourne. Hot take right here. He's the greatest second baseman to ever play the game. You're kidding me, right? You can't be serious. All right, Puss. You ready to get into it? Sure bet. Hey, old girl, let's piss some people off. (laughs) And as he said, we sure do. (laughs) Guys, a very new episode happening right now. and scoreboards holy shit is that loud let's uh suggest that a little bit there jared atkins the homie kirk kelly is supposed to be joining me we're doing a very rare friday night recording that's right i don't have my little monsters i'll get them tomorrow afternoon and I was like, hey, let's put out some content. Kurt and I haven't been able to get together and do full-length episodes here lately. And I was like, any content's better than no content. So we're going to play News Anchors again tonight. little Weeknight Chronicles edition. And, uh, yeah, so uh, sit tight. And uh, I will get my co-host on the telephono. I have the homie. Kurt Kelly on the line. Kurt, what's up, man? 
<laughs> What's happening, bro? Dude, I have not seen you in forever. I miss your beautiful bearded face. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. we have right. been we have been a couple of very busy bees lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Man, we are uh, any content. Yeah. Any content's better than no content. So we'll uh, yeah, we'll put a yeah, mini we'll, together and yeah. You know what? I'm, you know what I'm really thinking right now. You know what I'm thinking. What's that? You don't really do nothing on Fourth of July weekends. Yeah, and I don't have the kids Fourth of July weekend. What are you, what are you thinking? Fourth of July bash. I'm thinking we get together and uh, we get all fat and sassy. <laughs> that's that's a given. Yeah, and then because it's been so long since we've talked any baseball, why don't we, we do, do why don't we do a World Series recap? I, I, I'm down. Yeah, I'll have For to. Sure. I'll have to pick. I'll give you some. I'll tell you what. I'll give you some suggestions throughout the week, and then you'd be like, "Let's," and then you pick which one. I'll, I'll give you like three options. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, uh, that works for me. Uh, man, I it tell don't you, what year it don't matter. Neither. It don't matter what era. No. Hell yeah. You you you're so busy. You're in that garden all the time. Yeah, I just I just walk in the door right now. I got to show you pictures of my garden, my little bitty planter box garden me and the girls got. What you got going? Oh, I got some okra, some peppers, some tomatoes, some sweet potatoes. Nothing wrong with that. And then the girls planted a bunch of flowers, too. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping you can give me some tips. I don't have the Kirk Kelly green thumb, but. Well, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> All right, well, let's enough bullshit. Let let's cover some sports news, you want to? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna start by talking about your buddy Connor McGregor. Uh, my buddy. I mean, your buddy. Oh no, that's right. You're a Patty the Batty guy. I kind of like him. Yeah, I love when yeah. you're like Patty the Batty. Batty. I try like Justin Gaethje too. Where you play? Oh man, bad motherfucker. Exactly. Well, Connor is uh, Connor's in some hot water right now with the uh, city of Miami. Oh, so you didn't hear nothing about this? Uh-huh, I haven't heard anything. Oh, son. So uh, yesterday, letters uh, obtained by ESPN show that. Conor McGregor has been accused and is currently being investigated by Miami police for sexually assaulting a woman during the NBA oh, Finals no. game last week. Oh boy! So here, oh here we go. Let's get into this. So, Conor, who, I mean, Conor eats a lot of crap in the press from people, but at the same yeah. time, Conor's a bad motherfucker. If he was going to force yeah. himself on a woman, there's no way she could defend herself. Right. Right. Well, she said. Well, she said that he violently forced himself onto her inside a VIP men's bathroom at the Kiesa Center. Uh, he aggressively kissed her, and then attempted to force her into numerous sex acts. Now, a spokesperson for uh, the Miami Police Department said it has its special victims unit investigating a report filed. This past weekend, 
This all went down last Friday during Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Now, this lady is accusing not only Conor McGregor, but the Miami Heat and the NBA security team of helping Conor McGregor in the attack <laughs> by, yeah. by keeping her separate from her friend and forcing her into the bathroom. Now, of course, Connor, as any famous celebrity does, comes out, washes his hands like, I ain't get this bullshit. I didn't do nothing. Well, his attorney basically came out and told ESPN this morning that uh, Connor's Mr. McGregor will not be intimidated. These allegations are as insane as anything I've ever heard. Now, the woman's attorney wrote a letter to McGregor and said that uh, the woman immediately was contacted law enforcement and her lawyer after the attack. It warned Connor of possible litigation and called for McGregor to preserve all potential evidence. So, well, almost like that Trevor Bauer, Los Angeles Dodgers situation last year we was talking about. Yeah, well, the UFC decided it was going to put out a statement about this as well. And the UFC said it was aware of these allegations and that it will continue to gather additional information regarding the incident to help the legal process. So, I'll get this straight. She had to uh, say that she had the whole team and the staff. Right. Right. She's accusing them of playing a, playing a big role in this. Conor McGregor didn't need their help, probably. Uh, I, I don't. See, and here's the thing, Kurt. We've been saying this for the last year because we've covered a lot of uh, sexual abuse against women and things in sport. Because it, it does happen. It. It's bad. It does it happen. It does happen. It does happen. And it, yes. it's bad news, but at the same time, for every honest-to-goodness case of this actually happening, you've got about 10 cases that are just people trying yes. to extort money. Exactly. Now, I don't know the situation on this. You don't know the situation on no. this. If it legitimately happened, Connor, you're a piece of shit. You need to be dealt exactly. with accordingly. But if it yes. didn't happen, shame on this lady Yes. for dragging people. It's just... Uh, I don't know. The the now the Miami Heat and the NBA both put out a joint statement saying that we are aware of the allegations and we're going to conduct a full investigation. Pending the outcome of the investigation, we will withhold further comment. The NBA said it was working with the Heat to gather more information on this scenario. Now, which is interesting about this is uh, Connor's been accused of sexual assault in the past, and every time it was found to be false and the information was dropped right so yeah we just i don't know i don't know i want to dance here <laughs> it's just uh i i put it out there i always i always you know some people it's it, it's a sad thing people don't like to hear about but at the same time when we do these weeknight chronicles episodes me and you are essentially news anchors we break news right. right if it really happened he's a piece of shit and the world needs to yeah, know yeah. but at the same yes. time like I said, for every honest case, you've got 10 cases of women, just like with Trevor Bauer. That's just, that's just it, you know. Uh, trying to extort a little money. It's awful hard to believe sometimes. Uh, so, well, but anyways, I just thought we'd uh, talk a little Conor McGregor. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about Homer Jones? Do you know who Homer Jones is? No, I do not. He's a former New York Giants wide receiver. 
He was the first player to come up with the football spike after a touchdown. Really? <laughs> really? He passed away earlier this week after a battle with lung cancer. No dang. He was 82 years old. And I'm putting this in here because I got a stat here that's going to blow your mind. You know, I'm not a big fan of that. The celebration stuff. I like a simple spike or the simple... Actually, I take it back. If they're, if they're going to be flashy, I do like a spike. But I always preferred the Barry Sanders method. You ever watch Barry hey, Sanders man. score yeah. a touchdown? Yep, he'd go hand the ball to the ref. He'd hand the ball to the ref and trot to the sideline. Yep. Like done his job now. Defense go to yours. He's he was the best running back of all time. He was my favorite running back of all time. And uh yeah, true ambassador for the sport. It, oh, it was, hands down, Kurt. I mean way he held himself. I mean just like that's baseball. <laughs> so I, I put I put this Homer Jones in here because he was eighty two. So you figure he was playing in his twenties and thirties, which would have been fifty, sixty years ago. Right. That would have been what the sixties. Sixties, yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. He is still the NFL's all-time leader with a career average of twenty-two point three YPC, which, for those that don't know, is yards per catch. Holy shit! So he averaged just uh, under twenty-two and a half yards per catch. Go uh, deep. Wow, listen to the, He caught 224 passes for 4,986 what? yards and twenty and 36 touchdowns in 87 career games. Playing for the New York Football Giants from 64 to 69 and the Cleveland Browns in 1970. Giant, yeah. Giants owner John Mara released a statement this week saying, Homer Jones has a unique combination of speed and power and was a threat to score whenever he touched the football. I remember him as easygoing, friendly, and was well-liked by teammates and coaches. He's most notable for two things. He first spiked the football after an 89-yard touchdown against the Eagles in October of 1965. But he's more known for his... Where's it say? Where's that? He's more known for his 94-yard touchdown kickoff return against the New York Jets on the debut episode of Monday Night Football from September oh, yeah. 21st, 1970. Oh damn, that's pretty cool there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, hey, I I got something I want I want to throw out here since we're gonna talk about football for a minute. I want to talk right. about I want to talk about our favorite clown. Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. Now here right. you're, you're here. You're already laughing, so you know if I'm bringing AB news up, it's got to be worth a trip, right? Yeah. Yes. So. Oh God, here we go. So, the National Arena League. So we're talking Arena League football. All right. The National Arena League kicked the Albany Empire, which is in Albany, New York. They kicked them out of the league Thursday after team owner Antonio Brown <laughs> failed to pay a required fee and a fine he received after recent public comments. The NAL Board of Owners, after exhausting all avenues, have decided to terminate the membership agreement with the Albany Empire. The decision was reached after an emergency conference call of all members in good standing 
to discuss the Empire's failure to pay their league-mandated and overdue assessments and fines. Now, AB become the majority owner of the team uh, in April, so he's only had it for like two months, three months. <laughs> he done, he and, he done, and he done fucked up. <laughs> well, he's got issues, you know. This, well, this, this gets better. Listen to how stupid this is. So under... Terms of league ownership for this Arena League football team, teams are required to pay one seventh of the operating budget in monthly transactions. So the league said that Brown made the April payment but did not pay his May payment. And he did not pay a thousand dollar a thousand dollar fine, which for somebody like A B, a thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. Right. It I mean that's I mean, me and you yeah. it take us a couple weeks to make that. He he makes that in minutes. Right. But he had a $1,000 fine for conduct detrimental to the league. And you're like, A.B., conduct detrimental to the league? No, not that guy. So, this is a guy that stuck his uh, foot in a Cleveland Browns helmet on a punt return. Yeah. You know? This was the guy that yes. stripped naked. He stripped down and left the field mid-game yeah. in December weather. Yeah. Okay. The accountants for the league said that it didn't seem like Mr. Brown was going to pay the assessment that the team is required to or his fine, which led them to have an emergency meeting. Now, they'll, they're going to go ahead and give them until, or they gave them until noon yesterday to make the payment. When they didn't pay, they canceled their Saturday home game and will adjust the rest of the league's schedule for this 2023 season without the team in New York. <laughs> so... And you got to no think, this, this is a former four-time all-pro wide receiver, a perennial pro bowler every year. Oh, nobody can guard him. For five or six seasons, he dominated the league as the leading wide receiver almost every year. He was just... Unguardable, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this, this is great. I love shit like this. This is my shit. I love the downfall of players who are so great, but their, their own downfall was caused by their own ego. That's what this is. Well, you know what? What? Uh, I know I smell another one in Cleveland. Oh, really? He's quarterback, yeah. Oh, yeah, Deshaun. You're not you. Sh- you have shit on Deshaun every chance you get. Uh, going back to just, going back to last year on these weeknight chronicles. Every time it's almost like me with Colin Kaepernick. Anytime I can take a shot, <laughs> at Colin Kaepernick, you take one at Deshaun Watson. Well, you know what? The Cleveland Browns are going to do Cleveland Brown things again this year. I'm telling you what. Uh, we, we we started that phrase for the Yankees Red Sox episode we did in October of twenty twenty one. The Yankees do Yankee things. Little did we know we could flip that for everything, but man, it when it when that three hundred million dollar, you know, Deshaun Watson thing come up, that was <laughs> Cleveland yeah. does Cleveland things. And uh, they could put their whole pay the whole city with it sounds, I don't know. Oh boy. Oh man, he's not been approved winner yet. No, and I don't think he's. I don't think he's got the IQ to be a winner. So that's why I said it right there. Boom. Oh, you want a little fun fact, by the way, before we before we move away from AB. Yeah. So his father. I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but I, uh, I think I mentioned to to you before off off air. Uh, AB's dad was a big time arena football league player. He, okay. He t- he played for a team called the Albany Firebirds. Huh. So I just thought that was uh That's interesting, yeah. That's interesting. 
Uh, I got a little something here. I don't know if we want to get into this or not, but uh, I always, you know me, I just grab a whole bunch of shit and whatever we don't need, we really skip over. But there's, I just briefly want to touch on this. We have more teams trying to exit their conferences, and we've talked about this at length. About I, we could do a full episode on all these teams and realigning and changing conferences and like in the NFL. No, I mean in in the in collegiate. Oh, okay. In, in yeah, college, yeah, yeah. in the college ranks, like you know, a few years ago, Maryland came right. to the Big Ten, and I said this is done. Next is year, done. next year, the two biggest college campuses in the country, both located in Southern California, USC and UCLA, next year are going to be part of the Big Ten. Now, tell me, two West are Coast. You serious? Did you? Did I never tell you that? All the travel, imagine the travel involved there. Thinking about that, think about just geography based. This is what pisses me off. I don't know. Everybody's like, a buddy of mine tonight's like, why are you so upset about this? I'm like, I just think it's stupid. Like, I thought it was bad enough. Big Ten. Maryland. called the Big Ten. Well, right. And Maryland, Maryland come in a few years ago. They're already traveling, which, okay, I get Penn State's part of the Big Ten, but that part of Penn State's kind of, you can, you can throw that into the Midwest if you wanted to. Right. And, uh, that's fine, the travel, but you're going to take the two biggest Rutgers, colleges. So. And, yeah, Rutgers. You're going to take the two biggest college campuses in the country in Southern California, Los Angeles, UCLA, and then USC, which is also in LA, I think, or just yeah. outside of LA. And they're going to travel over here. The, okay, so they're going to travel out west, or well, be east for them. East they're going to travel yeah. to Illinois to play the Fighting Illini. Then they're going to travel uh, back home, and Ohio State's. Like a- Sounds like a Christmas special tournament or something. What the like? What the fuck you know? is this? I, I don't know. So the reason that I'm talking about this is because San Diego State. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Marshall Falk play for San Diego State? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. So San Diego State had gave written notice this week to uh, the Mountain West Conference, which, if I'm not mistaken. Gonzaga is still a part of, or Gonzaga defected to go to the Pac-12. I can't remember. You remember when the Pac-12 was in the Pac-10? Who? Do you remember when the Pac-12 was just the Pac-10? Yes, yes. The Pac- Oregon. That, that's the one that started all this shit with everybody shifting. Yeah. Like And, like, look at Texas and everything. Texas and Oklahoma, they're no longer part of the Big the 12. Big 12. They're, yeah, they're, be, yeah. they're the SEC now. That's yeah, Texas and say. Oklahoma is not in the southeast part of the country. They're not. Nope. What the fuck, nope. dude? I, I, I think a lot of... Uh, it's money. It, it's money, all Kurt. All sports, man. Well, yeah, it's money. It's just... There's, there's so much... Like, I don't know. But I guess San Diego State has gave written notice to the Mountain West Conference that they, they're going to resign. They're they're wanting to resign now. What's interesting about this is that uh, it's 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 a money grab. They have to give a written notice uh, because if they leave the conference too early, they could pay thirty million dollars in exit fees. If they leave at the correct time and in agreement, they're saving about fifteen million dollars. Uh, they've wanted they want to join the Pac twelve, but what's interesting is. What's interesting about this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with the reference. What are they? What's the one thing they always told you when you when you quit a job? You don't quit a job until what? You find another one. You find another one, right? Right. So San Diego State, the Aztecs, they want to leave the Mountain West Conference. Yeah. 
And they, you know, they don't have a conference. They've not, and they want to go to the Power Five, which if I remember right, the Power Five, you've got that's the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12, couple other. I ACC? Yeah, ACC and all that. They have no offers on the table right now from any Power Five conferences. <laughs> so and it, I just I was I read that this evening when I was putting these together, and I was like, you don't quit a job, yeah, until you have another job, right? You you don't exit your conference who gives you money, yeah, until I mean, I you can, have another conference. The whole party, the geological part is what. That's what. No sense my God, that that's irritates what, the piss out of me. That's what colleges were built off of, you know. Geography. Geography, yes. I'll tell you right now, we've talked before about the greatest rivalries in sports history, and I always say, like up there in the top five, is always Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. Basketball. ACC. Do you think? Do you think that rivalry was be as good as it was? If one, if those teams weren't in the same conference and they weren't no, thirty miles no, down the be. road, no, no would be. That's part of it. Each other twice, three, four times a year, you know. Yeah, like at least twice, at least twice in, in, in the tournament at the end of the season, you know, your conference tournament, they yeah. probably play each other again. And then you never know; they probably play each other in, if you're making playoffs, right? That's exactly right. I mean, hell, they may play each other four or five times a year. That's what makes the rivalry a rivalry. Games. Location, location, location. Yes. Like Bar Eve Lagoti. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> as a true Barley uh Bar Eve standout, Kirk Kelly. Oh, who's who was for that Forest, Forest Park? Park. I always said it was Southridge, not Jasper. To me right. to you me Forest Park. Yeah. There, yeah. there there's four schools in Dubois County. There's four high schools. You've got Northeast Dubois. You've got Forest Park, you've got Southridge, and you've got Jasper. And I always thought our biggest rivalry, which, of course, we didn't get the football team till 2007. Right. But when it came to basketball, I always said, hands down, it was Southridge. No no disrespect to Jasper. It was Forest Park versus Southridge. It wasn't Forest Park versus Jasper. Right. Was you in the Blue Chip Conference in or no? We were. Uh, you got out of that conference. No, we had been. We were still. Fuck, you asked me, you shouldn't ask me about that. We were part of that blue chip conference thing, and then we got moved to... Uh, right. Well, back when I was in school, we we had our schedule. We had Forest Park March on our schedule every year. because was a big blue chip conference rival. Hey, remind our listeners, because we've, we've brought this up in, in past episodes way back in the early days, like two years ago. Tell them about your feeling on Class 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A basketball. Well, it's just an example right now. My alma mater at Bar E, right? Right. They're going to, uh, they're going to the state. Right. They're going to the state. Or they played play tomorrow, I think, for the state championship. But well, once again, they're 1A. And here we are. we got three other championships going. And Kurt always said, how can you have four state champions? Four state champions. I don't get it. <laughs> You can't be four of the best. They got to play. If they got to play each other, one versus three, two, four, and it winners play. For our for our listeners that are local, and for our listeners who aren't local, uh, for those that are local, you know where I'm talking about. For those that aren't local, when you're coming into Jasper on two thirty one, and you get to the stoplight right there by two thirty one in the square, for yeah. years, for like twenty five, thirty years. 
And I ain't been that way in a minute. I went down that road in a minute. I always take the side streets to avoid the traffic. All right. All right. There was a sign painted in all four colors of all four schools in Dubois County. So you had the black and gold for Jasper. You had the red and black for the Raiders and Huntingburg. You had four sparks, green and gold. And you had Northeast Dubois blue and white. It was painted oh, yeah. in four different, in all of the school's colors. And it said simply, class basketball is wrong. And for all you local listeners you, that listen, you know exactly where I'm talking about. You know exactly where it was at. It was leaning up against the side of the barbershop. I mean, that takes and the hickory out of the Hoosiers movie, uh, a little school hickory. One of the all-time greatest sports movies in history. Yes. I love Gene yeah, Hackman. I love Gene Hackman. Me too. He does a good job. Uh, but yeah, so it's just we could we could do a whole episode on geography and class basketball is wrong. We could wasn't, just wasn't oh, excuse me, was was part of that movie shot at Forest Park in their gymnasium? No, that was shot at. Uh, Are you sure? I don't think it was. I don't Are think sure it was. You guys, maybe not. All right, where was Hinkle? Where oh, Hinkle? Who plays at Hinkle? Uh, Butler. Butler. Now that did, wasn't wasn't Hinkle in that movie. Yes. Yep. That's a beautiful place to play basketball. He has he has to go out there with a tape measure and free throw line still fifteen feet. The rim still ten foot high. You know. <laughs> uh. That's pretty anyway, funny. Anyways, let's let's yeah. move on. Uh, I want to talk about marijuana. You want to talk about marijuana? Sure. <laughs> Let's talk a little NCAA and marijuana. Did you hear about this? Huh. Okay. So we have we have beat this drum to death about drug testing in sports and everything and like just leave the fucking pot alone. Yes. So an NCAA panel was put together and it is now calling for the entire dismissal of marijuana from the list of banned substances. So this was proposed this past week from the Committee on Competitive Safeguards, uh, and it would mark one of the biggest changes in history of the NCAA, which has been conducting drug tests for marijuana since 1986. Committee members recommending the, the cannabis testing stop, and a final decision is likely to be made by the NCAA, whatever they decide, come fall. Well, that's pretty interesting. Man, well, they said the driving they said the driving force behind this is because more and more states have allowed recreational and medicinal cannabis use. I don't know how yeah, many states have legalized it now, but there's a few. Everybody that was tested was tested positive anyway, so there ain't a fucking thing they can do about it. <sighs> I love that. You know? I, lo- I love that. Daryl Daryl Strawberry started. Sorry. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> he's no wait. He's not stopping at first. He's snorting he's, his way to second. Wait a second. Hey. I've and got feedback from right people. Him, I've got feedback from people that goes. That's pretty funny when Kurt does that. I was like, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just the way. I don't know. My take on it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it, the hard so. <laughs> The WADA, which, as we all know, is the World Anti-Doping Agency, they said that uh, the they have their what they test the threshold is like 150 nanograms per milliliter for uh, THC, 
and it is just it is basically what this is is this is uh, a changing of the guard uh nobody has a bad outlook on marijuana anymore will i smoke it fuck i don't know i've never why i don't know if i ever will but it doesn't take Me a too, rocket I don't know if I ever will. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't hear you kurt i can't hear you but uh anyways the the point is is that uh the the uses of this and the benefits of this far outweigh any yeah, negative yes. connotations people have and it's like if these kids are athletes and they're good athletes and they're taking care of their bodies and what the fuck All do you right. care if they're putting a plant from the earth in their body so exactly people are telling the ncaa it's time to shut down and many think that if the ncaa shuts it down and they don't test for it anymore any of the other major sports that still do test for it are going to just stop testing for it as well. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me too, homie. Uh, yep. Speaking, uh, I know, well, not really marijuana. I guess, I don't know where I was going with that. I guess because people in Florida are high as fuck all the time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is yeah, the, is the cocaine, funniest dude. stories in the world not always start with the words Florida man? Yeah, yes. Okay. So let's talk a little Daytona Speedway and the Jacksonville oh, no. Jaguars. Okay. Okay, you have no idea where I'm going with this. No. Okay. So the Jaguars uh, are going to do some renovations to uh, TIA Bank Field this coming year or whatever. So they're looking to play their home games elsewhere during these renovations. Okay. So, one option that is currently being discussed is Daytona International Speedway. And I know you're like, what the fuck? That'd so, be pretty cool there. So, so, Frank Kellner, who is the president of Daytona, he released a statement this week that him and the team representatives will meet soon to discuss the Jaguars playing at the state at the Speedway, which can fit. While there's a race going on. Yes. <laughs> Now it has cars back in it. That, so is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many people uh, they could fit in Daytona? A bunch. A hundred and one thousand. That's a bunch. And this is I know for all for everybody listening right now, you're like, you two motherfuckers are higher than giraffe pussy. This is not real. <laughs> this this cannot be feasible. It's all it it's, it's less I mean, than a hundred miles. Yeah, it's playing room. It wouldn't take no time to get uh, some seats in there. And it's less know. than 100 miles for that team to, to, to travel to Daytona. Less than 100 miles. Right. right. And the infielder is playing room. So, anyway, so Jaguars president Mark Lamping has confirmed that the meeting will take place. Uh, and it's, it's, it's going to help them because they're in the midst of a $2 billion renovation uh, around the stadium. Now, how can they afford this kind of bullshit? Well, uh, it's because Shad Khan owns the Jaguars, and they got money to burn because Shad Khan gave his son Tony a bunch of money to start AEW, which is All Elite Wrestling. So, see, look, I got a wrestling reference in. There you go. But uh, if the city, if if Jacksonville and the Jaguars can agree on these renovations, this would done, or then they would try to play the games at. Uh, Daytona. Daytona National Speedway. If that fails, the backup plan is to use Camping World Stadium in Orlando, okay. which is the home of the Orange Bowl. Right. 
or they can play their home games at uh, in the swamp, which would be where the floor the Florida Gators play for, at uh, right. Griffin Stadium. Right. I like the Speedway better. I can you imagine setting up a football field on the infield of Daytona? That's pretty fucking cool, isn't it? If only the Jaguars had a fan base that was worth a shit, they could sell out that bitch. 100,000 well, people for a football you, you game. Put, you put a race on at the same time, you'll sell it up. That would be the biggest cluster. Oh, my God, the track. <laughs> oh, my God, the car's coming up the track. Oh, my God, he just wiped out Trevor Lawrence. Oh, no. Uh, and then you'd have NASCAR uh, drivers getting out of the car, throwing helmets at the football players yeah, who are throwing yeah. helmets back. It'd be a sellout for sure, man. Good God, that'd be the most talked about thing in sports. I'd fucking watch it. Well, yeah, me too. Oh, God. Well, it'd be possible. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. He's into the wall. He's coming off the wall. He's down in the grass. Oh, my God. He just crossed the the 50-yard line. He's in the end zone. Uh, I don't know know why people listen to us. I'll tell you, that would sell out, though. I'm just just saying. That would sell out. Yes, Uh, I guarantee it. Man, we've talked a lot of football tonight so far. I like football. I got hey, I got something near and dear to our hearts, something that's sad but cool. All right. So if you remember back in December, I told you that uh, the world lost one of the greatest college coaches ever, which was Mike Leach. All right. Right. So of course Leach coached at uh, Texas Tech, and I believe it was Oklahoma State. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe it was, right. I know it was Texas Tech for the majority of his time. I just don't remember where he went after that. It was either Oklahoma State or maybe it was Oklahoma somewhere. Anyways, uh, they're gonna they're gonna recognize him because he's he's Mike Leach was the winningest coach in uh, Texas Tech Red Raider history. By the way, they're gonna put him yeah. in his uh, in his uh, they're they're gonna a Hall of Honor. They're calling it. Really? Now he died back in December uh, due to a heart issue, and he's going to be joined in this class of uh, Hall of Honor for Texas Tech by former Arizona Cardinals head coach and former Texas Tech Red Raider quarterback under Mike Leach, Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. So they're going to do this uh, on an on-field ceremony. Uh, at the end of September when Houston comes to town to play Texas Tech. Now, Mike Leach became the coach at Texas Tech in 2000, and that's where uh, we got so many great sports interviews. For those of you that do not know, you ought to get on your YouTube, get your Google machine, and just look up Mike Leach press conferences. Yeah. Some of the most comical shit <laughs> ever. Better Bobby Knight. It's good as Bobby Knight for sure. Right, right. I mean, Leach wasn't exactly throwing chairs, but I mean, he'd get. I'm a man. I'm forty. Fuck you. You talk to me. You don't talk about my players like he just. Right, right. Uh, and of course, for those that do not remember, I watched it live at the bar. Uh, they had a hell of a season in 2008. They won 11 games, including the number one upset. Of the Texas Longhorns, which would have been Crabtree, if I'm not mistaken, would have been Crabtree's tremendous flip into the end zone touchdown reception on national TV. 
So I remember that. You remember that? I don't remember that. Oh I, man, I, I watched college football for a while. So, um, of course, he was fired by Texas Tech in 2009 for. Oh yeah. So we're sitting here praising Mike Leach, but he got fired in 2009. I, I didn't tell you this. Um, I don't think I talked. I don't think I talked about this when I when we talked about when I talked about Mike Leach on the December episode. But uh, he was fired for allegations. Basically, he made a wide receiver stand in a dark shed for hours because he thought he was faking concussion symptoms, mm. and they deemed that was offensive. So, which I guess in a way, I guess in a way that's almost right up there with uh, Neil Reed getting choked the fuck out by Bobby Knight. So, yeah, yeah. You know, probably can't do that, but. Yeah, it's probably a no no. I mean, there's probably some people frowning on that. You know. um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not really going to talk about this. I'm not going to bring it up, but, or I'm not going to go into it in death. Of course, you know, uh, the Nuggets won the title. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see Jimmy Butler get his flowers. I wanted to see Jimmy yeah. Butler get his ring. He deserved it. I was. I called it. I said. I said if it's not a sweep, I I, I got the text message to prove it to my best friend. I said it's if it's not a four zero sweep, it's over in it's it's uh it's over in uh five or six whatever. I said. I was like if it's not a sweep, or uh Miami's gonna get at least one. Uh. Joker, Jokic had a season to oh, a, beast a, mode. a postseason. Uh, you know, Giannis had his time at the top for a couple seasons. Now I think Giannis takes a backseat to Jokic. Yeah, he's pretty good. And he what's weird about it is he don't look like he would be all that. No, like there was there was a meme. There was a meme on Facebook like the night of Game One. And it showed a pudgy 15-year-old Jokic. I mean, he had little bitty man boobies like I've got. He had a belly pudge. And it's like, this is the guy that shut down the greatest player in the league. And it was talking about LeBron. It was just this pudgy little kid, not in basketball shape. I mean, don't you think, though, his game is is almost 90% above his shoulders? Are you asking me if I think he... IQ is off it. Yeah. His basketball IQ is high. IQ is all the charts. Yeah, and he almost reminds you he's like a modern. He's like a throwback big, but like in a modern day way. Like, like he he's a big that plays at a level that like a two guard yeah. would play at, and it's it's incredible. Weird. It is. Yeah. There was a there was a there was an infamous shot. Uh, during uh, the last, I think it was the last game or the second to last game of the Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Nuggets, and AD comes in trying to get a trying to get a block, and Joker just nails drains this three from about six feet behind the line, <laughs> just unfazed. Excuse me. So right. Can I have to? Yeah, he, he can also shoot too. Yeah, hell yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk some baseball? Yeah, let's talk some baseball. We haven't talked anything about baseball yet. 
had bone in it. Did, did you did you uh, download the MLB app like I told you to? <laughs> I did, but I didn't really go into it anymore. It's an awesome tool, brother. Now, uh, <coughs> I see the Dodgers hit about every now on YouTube. <laughs> well, up, you know. I, I want to talk about the Oakland A's. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't the Oakland A's that we laughed at that got their asses kicked by the Cincinnati Reds in 1990. Right. Anyways, uh let let's talk a little bit about about what's going on in Oakland. So, Nevada Governor Joe Lombardo don't know him from Adam. He's just I just know he's the governor. Yesterday, he signed a bill pledging <coughs> almost no, no. $400 million in Nevada taxpayer money towards a $1.5 billion stadium for the Oakland Athletics to move to Las Vegas and... Uh, Las Vegas Athletics. I, I, I would assume they'd keep the name. I don't know. Now, Major League Baseball is the only approval needed to finalize it, and this would be the first relocation for a for a franchise in the MLB in like twenty plus years. Well, uh, it's a done deal, I guarantee it. Well, let, let's let's look at this a little bit because I got some I got some nuances here for you on this. So, uh, the bill passed by the Nevada Legislature during a special seven day session called for by Lombardo to hammer out a finish financing package what that basically means to idiots listening is that they want to get this team in vegas get some money so they called an emergency session just to get this bill passed through and it passed uh-huh. okay uh-huh. now uh this was approved by the nevada state senate and assembly after the after they made some am- amendments that called upon the a's to guarantee $2 million annually of the money they get in every year to be put back into the community of Las Vegas along with some other things. Now, the owner of the Oakland Athletics is a guy named John Fisher. He's excited about this because uh, he's been getting protests from Oakland fans and politicians uh, in, recent move, in recent months on moving the team and the team's been in Oakland since 1968. Okay, the team wants out. Uh, I've been seeing clips on ESPN all week of people wanting to move the team out of Oakland. Now, uh, basically, what this is is uh, let me look here because I wrote it down. <coughs> Manford said he would. Uh, Manford said that he would waive the traditional $1 billion relocation fee as long as the organization received public funding to support its stadium efforts. Because if you apparently now, and I didn't know this, if you move a team in the MLB, you got to pay a billion. That's with a B, bro. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing about this is because they're still playing at O.co, the Coliseum. And it is like in fucking shambles. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, it is probably the worst stadium in the league. Definitely. Uh, their their lease finally runs out next year. They're expected that's, to move in twenty twenty five. Are they wanting to? Deal, you think it's a done deal? That's a done deal. So yeah. let me tell you about this stadium. Now, what's interesting about this is 
go back 10 years ago. 10 years ago, we're in the summer of 2013. 10 years ago, there was talks about there would never be a professional sports franchise of any of the major four or anything in the city of Las Vegas because that's where all the sports gambling is. It'll never right. happen. Now there's, now there's a... <laughs> Now there's a Stanley Cup winning, a Stanley Cup champion professional yeah. sports team, the Las Vegas Knights in Vegas, and they've been there since 2017. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this, though. There's the this proposed stadium. What about the Oakland Raiders? The Oakland Raiders. Yeah, now they're there. And that, that, now you're going to have three sp- sports franchises there? Yeah. That's all. There'll be an NBA team coming in next. Yeah. So they're hoping that the proposed stadium, it would be a 30,000-seat retractable roof building uh, at the site of the Tropicana on Las Vegas Strip. And if it gets done, they're hoping this will be built, ready to go, and ready to see ball being played in 2028. Until that stadium would be complete, if they would get the agreement to move, Oakland would go ahead and leave Oakland they would be playing uh, 30 minutes west of Las Vegas at their AAA affiliate 10,000-seat park before moving into what would probably become the smallest stadium in Major League Baseball. Uh. So, uh, the fan, yeah, what I was talking about earlier, the fans are talking about sell the team, sell the team, relocate the team. Nobody's happy. Uh, Oakland is currently, like, on track. If they keep the way they're going to finish with a forty-three and one hundred and nineteen season record, ouch! How the fuck are you gonna lose one hundred nineteen games in a season? Bad pitching and bad defense. <laughs> that's more than just bad pitching and bad. That's mismanagement <laughs> yeah, you know from top I mean? to fucking bottom, bro. Yes, yes. So. <laughs> Just bad pitching and defense, man. Oh, man, dude. That's, I tell you what. Uh, but yeah, so I'll, we'll keep informed about that. I thought it was funny because, uh, boy, Oakland's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Well, you know, somebody's got to be bad. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. Yeah. Uh, Oakland's a big loser in all this. That well, city. That si- think about think about how many teams are leaving, not just Oakland, but the city of Cal- the state of California. People are leaving too. Yeah, people are leaving too. It's getting ready to fall out in the ocean anyway. I mean, yeah, Florida's going to fall in the ocean one day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. you want to talk Michael Jordan? Oh, uh, sure. Did you hear about Michael Jordan? Yeah. No, man, you must not have hit your. E- you were off all day long. You didn't work today because we don't run production on Fridays, and you you didn't hit your ESPN app at all today. Uh, Good God, man, you you was out in that garden all day, weren't you? Pretty much. And wiffle ball too. Oh yeah, the Kelly Sports Complex out there. Yeah, look pretty sharp, man. Man, we got basketball, we got baseball. Hey, we need to put up a we need to put up a little putting green out there. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> Believe it or not, I had nine in there one time. Or some, uh, or some field hockey. Yeah, that's a lot of running there. That's a lot of running there. 
don't think I'm in LA today, man. But anyway, let let's talk to Michael Jordan, and then we'll we got like a couple more things, and then we'll get into the biggest the biggest story in sports. Well, we got Michael Jordan on the line. We got Michael Jordan on the line, and believe it or not, he is not the biggest sports story of the day. Oh, <laughs> I, I know that's crazy. Usually, anything with MJ, uh, he's agreed to sell his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. Really. Yeah, he's he's had uh, a thirteen year run, so that would uh, thirteen year run that would be uh, since two thousand ten. Yep. He has been the majority owner. Uh, he's selling because it's valued at three billion dollars, and he only paid like two hundred million and uh, changed. Change. Yeah. So he's huh. so he's getting ready to sell this. Uh, to a, a guy named Rick Schnall, who is a minority owner already with the Atlanta Hawks. Now, uh, this uh, once the sale is complete, it's expected to be done uh, hopefully within a week or two. After this is done, MJ will still keep a minority share, but he won't be the shot caller of the Hornets anymore. He'll keep a minority stake, and he'll continue to be the face of the franchise. Huh. Yeah, he paid two hundred and seventy million dollars for the majority stake. Jordan paid that. That's that's dropping the money to dropping the bucket to him. Yeah, two hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Yeah. Okay, uh, I was got some boxing news, but honestly, I want to skip over that, and I might come back to it. I might not. I want to talk about the biggest story in the fucking world in okay. sports. And uh, what do I always say when somebody gets in trouble? They got their what spanked? <laughs> they, got, they got their pee-pee spanked. <laughs> Buddy, the, the former Murray State racer, Ja Morant, he got oh. his motherfucking pee-pee spanked today by the oh. league. Oh. Oh, and I got, I, got, I got so many different opinions on this. So they suspended him for 25 games to start the upcoming season. So okay. that's not 25 games counting preseason. Like that's the whole preseason, the whole offseason before we hit the preseason and 25 games after the season starts. So you know he ain't going to be back till fucking sometime the end of November, beginning of December. So they went ahead and suspended him for all this bullshit that went on with him you know, uh, the pictures of him with the handgun inside the Denver nightclub while he was fucking drunk and intoxicated. And uh, there's a lot of people out here calling this boy a thug and a gangbanger and an idiot. I call him I call them all idiots because they're all rich people that do stupid shit. They're all idiots, but yes. still, I see a lot of people crucifying him and saying that you know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'll come back. To that. Let's just get into this. So, uh, Adam Silver put out a lengthy statement about this, and I've got several excerpts. I'm going to read from it. Uh, one of them is uh, John John Morant's decision to once again wield a firearm on social media is an alarming and discouraging, given his similar conduct in March, for which he was already suspended eight games. The potential for other young people to emulate what he's doing is particularly dangerous. Under these circumstances, 
We believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes it clear that engaging in continued reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. Absolutely not. Now, the suspension, it's got conditions for his return, uh, which we'll get into here in a second. Uh, But Adam Silver said uh, what he needs to do right now is uh, get as far away from basketball as possible. Uh, Now, prior to his return to play, he's going to be required to fulfill a program with the league that directly addresses circumstances that led him to repeat this behavior, which basically means I think he's going to have to go talk to a shrink and write out an action plan, literally, like Bart Simpson used to do on the chalkboard. I will not, whatever it said to start. (laughs) Jaw's going to have to do some of that. Hey, I had to do that too. I had to write a thousand sentences one time as a sixth grader or as a third grader. It says, I will not hit people on the bus. (laughs) You bully. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> people, somebody stole my pop tart. You don't take a fat six year old's pop tart. Well, yeah, yeah, coming in. I will say, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, what this means for those that don't really understand suspensions, uh, he's not going to be allowed to participate in uh, any NBA league activities. He's not going to be allowed to be a part of the team. He's not going to be allowed to be at the facility. Uh, this includes the preseason games. Now. He was set to make around $34 million this season. $34 million for the season. Wow. Okay. Now, he's going to lose about $8 million of that, which would come out to about three or $400,000 per game he's losing. Three or $400,000 a game, Kurt. That's pretty crazy. That's a lot of scratch. That's a lot of scratch. Now, of course, he came out and did a statement. He said, uh, "He said I've had time to reflect, and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, to the Grizzlies, to my teammates, the city of Memphis, uh, to the kids who look up to me. I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. To all my sponsors, I promise I'll be a better representation of all of our brands. And to all my fans, I'm going to make it up to you. I promise I'm spending this offseason and my suspension continuing to work on my mental health and decision-making, not basketball. Well, that's good. that's good to hear. Now, see, what's going on is a lot of people said that this suspension was too weak, and uh, I got some backlash because I told some of my friends, I said, I think it was too stiff, and they're like, he's, he's being like a thug. I'm like, you watch this kid. And when he come out of Murray, and maybe I'm saying this because it's it's local. I mean, Kentucky's a state over, so Murray State's local to us. To me, I'm always going to say local. You watch this kid. He looks like a, a, a pretty good kid. He says all the right things. He's a good boy. Like, so he's brandishing a fucking pistol, okay? I don't think he was going to shoot anybody. I think he was just got a little drunk. Hey, everybody, I got a fucking pistol. Like, right, right. <coughs> I mean, of course, if he was psycho and he threatened to kill somebody, I'd be like, get that motherfucker away from me. But uh, I don't know, man. Do you think 20, uh, what do you th- what do you think? You think he serves him right? Do you think that's too stiff? Well, I don't know. I, I think it sounds sincere in statements. Has Dole said anything about this? Huh. Yeah, fucker. He no. never texts back either, by the way. Yeah. You uh, no. He's bad at texting. He's loving too hard. <laughs> yeah. 
but basically, um, he's uh, he's he's been suspended eight games in the past for firearm instances. Now he's suspended twenty five. And you got to look at it like this: if he gets popped with another suspension, I guarantee you they're going to sit his ass for an entire season. Right. Uh, and I get it. It is 2023. There's uh, mass sh- there's shootings happening. The world's gone fucking stupid. I don't know if you realize it or not. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. The world's gone completely stupid. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe this is for the best. Who knows? So, right. and uh, I thought I had a little bit more about that, but I guess I didn't. I guess basically, yeah, he's... Uh, He's going to be losing about three hundred thousand dollars a game. He's going to lose about yeah. eight million of his thirty-three million dollars salary this year, and uh, he's going to learn not to be posting pictures of videos online. Apparently, with a, with his own legally registered, it's not like it was right. an illegal gun. It was legally registered to him. Right, right. But uh, I don't know. You guys got to be role models, mate. Me and, you're, me and you are role models, Kurt. <laughs> oh, there you go. Here we go. Hashtag, oh, no. hashtag tits. Two idiots yes, talking right. sports. That's right. Uh, we missed the bus. Yeah, we did miss the bus on that, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, well. I mean, but, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll put, well, I did, I did, uh, I did, I did want to add a little something else. Uh, last week, we didn't record, but uh, we lost the Iron Sheik last week. Oh, no. The Iron Sheik. I, oh. did, I, I did see something about that. Yeah. Oh, Hulk Hogan, oh, fuck are you? Yeah. Again, yeah. I, I've said this before in uh, past episodes. Uh, if you want five minutes of pure comedy, just Google the Iron Sheik, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. And uh, not don't watch the wrestling match. Well, that's pretty good, too. But uh, just watch him just... His hate for ah uh, Hulk Hogan, ah uh, fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, but he was he was eighty one or eighty two years old. He died. Uh, yeah, he died last week. Now this guy was a legitimate badass. He was a former Olympian. Uh, and he could he would he would swing her. They had these. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. But he had like these juggling weighted weightlifting stick things or something. I don't know what they're called. They're clubs. And he would swing him son of a bitches around like it was nothing. <laughs> like he was a and he had one of the most beautiful mustaches I've ever seen in my life. Mustache, huh? The mustache, the iron the sheet. Moustache. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was on the he was on the uh Iran Olympic wrestling team in seventy two. Really? Well, 68, excuse me. 68. And then he moved to the U.S. and he was on the Olympic, U.S. Olympic team in 72. Then he started training to be a pro wrestler. Uh, and of course, the infamous, everybody talks about him and Hogan in Madison Square Garden, where Hogan won the title in 84. People also remember uh, later in 84, the match with Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> you remember Sergeant Slaughter? Yes. Yes. Attention, maggots! Uh, they, they had the bloody boot camp match, which was uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we lost the sheik. Sheiky baby. Oh, Hulk Hogan, the fuck are you? <laughs> fuck are you? Yeah. 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 Well, Puss, I think that's about it. I mean, it was just not, hey, a little bit of content's better than no content. Yeah, I agree. Do you agree. realize what we're recording right now is officially our 73rd or 74th episode? That's not counting all the bonus shit we've done. Oh, but officially, 75th anniversary coming up. Yeah, we'll have to do a set. Yeah, we will. Yes, uh, we're going to pick a good world seat. Well, I'm going to give you three options. I'm going to let you pick it. And uh, finally, after not seeing each other in about a month and a half, hopefully 4th of July weekend, puss. Right. We're, uh, we're uh, eating some hot dogs yeah. or... Uh, I don't know. I'll bring I'll bring you something good. Maybe we'll get a pizza. <laughs> we won't starve. I guarantee you. That. No. Hey, everybody. Kirk Kelly cooks me. He cooked me a meal one time last year. Matt, we had some good mashed potatoes and corn and hey, green beans in the garden. Green. Oh God, and I hate green beans, but when they're fresh out of the garden like that, I love them. Yeah, it was pretty good. And what was it? Country fried steak. Country fried steak made in your air fryer. Yes. I need to get me one of them air fryers. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Well, howdy, old girl. It's, yeah, it was please. great. It was great to see you. I got to go work at the old butcher shop in the morning. Uh, cut that meat. Cut, cut that, that meat. Dude, cut dude. that meat. Cut that meat. That's right. Oh, I got some cool pictures. I've been taking pictures. We, I got some cool-ass uh, longhorns. We did a longhorn. I've got, I got a picture of the longhorn on my phone. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a decapitated head laying outside with the horns and oh, stuff God, on it. Oh my God! I can't watch you. I'll be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what my? Do you know what my? Uh, I don't know whether I should be. I don't know whether I should be happy or scared. But my five-year-old, my youngest one. Yeah. She asked me uh, a couple weeks ago. She goes, "Daddy, can I come to work with you?" I said, "Why?" She goes, "I want to shoot a cow in the face." <laughs> oh. Huh. I was like, listen here, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, what's well, what's the deal with cows, man? I don't know. It's just what she said. I said, why do you want to come work with daddy? I want to shoot a cow in the face. Uh, uh. I was, like, you're five but years they, old. She goes, I don't care. I had some nightmares about cows or I, something. I guess. My, my middle one goes, I don't want to eat burgers anymore. I'm like, what, honey? Where'd you think bur You think we just went to the store and they just magically <laughs> made the burger? Where do you think the meat come from from the burgers? <laughs> so. I, well, I, got a good, I have a good story about something like that to tell you one time. Oh, bro. Well, I, just remind me. I, I, I it, will, it, it, it's cute. It's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely remind. Uh. One other thing I was thinking of, uh, you need you need you need to call Mama. Tell her to bring us some grub over. Oh, I've, been, yeah. I've been missing I've been missing that cooking. Uh, me and uh, Kyle went to visit him. Uh, let's see what it. Yeah, last Sunday. Don't tell yeah, me right gotta, don't tell me you got a full belly. Well, yeah. Oh man, Grandma been done the cooking. Uh, for everybody listening, that. You know, we go to Kurt's house, we record, we take breaks at the at the Kelly Sports Complex, and then we eat. I mean, we get fat and sassy because Kurt's ex-wife and his ex-mother-in-law, they feed yeah. us like fucking champions. It's, uh, it's all sweet. Hey, you know what else I'm thinking? We need to go see your neighbor, too. 
Because it's getting to be about summertime, and I'm wanting me some of that persimmon pudding. Pudding. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Oh, God. Well, we, we ate that whole pan that night. That was a full <laughs> yeah, pan. We told, wiped it out I in one you, night. I told you it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, puss. I'll, uh, I'll let you go, brother, and uh, I will see you uh, in about two yeah. weeks. Yeah, fourth, fourth, we'll figure it out, man. All uh, right. Don't forget to send me some ideas for the baseball. I will, brother. I'll holler at you, okay? Right on, man. All right, see you, bro. Later. And uh, there you have it, guys. A short. Uh, I skipped. I left a couple things out of the notes. When when we do the weeknight chronicle episodes, when it's which we've done other episodes during the weeknight before, but they've been full length ones. But the weeknight chronicles were mostly uh, just designed to let me and Kurt be news anchors, and we report on some things that we want to report on. And uh, I grab a whole bunch of headlines from, like, uh, the sports section of the L.A. Times, New York Times, ESPN, Bleacher Report, and a couple other places. And I just copy and paste a bunch of shit. And then I'm like, well, I don't need that, so I won't put – I, I put a whole bunch of stuff in. And then as I'm starting to go through the show and I'm constantly looking at the ticker time on the uh, re- recorder and everything, I'm like, well, I'm going to keep this. No, I'm not going to keep that. Well, I'm going to keep this. And uh, I left a couple things out, but it wasn't really nothing – super super important so uh all right so for kirk kelly i'm jared atkins this has been another episode of steel toes and scoreboards we appreciate your guys' support uh i got high hopes for this year um and hopefully we can make we can keep crushing goals uh we are a little old we're like 25 months into this show now 25 months and uh i never thought 25 months ago we'd be where we're at now uh so and that's all thanks to great supporters like you guys so please continue to like share the podcast whatever you want to do and uh yeah we will see you guys next time for another episode of steel toes and scoreboards peace love and nugent